Hello folks, my name is Noah Ben Shia, and we are very excited to bring you this vital and important interview podcast. We are broadcasting today from the Innovations and in Behavioral Healthcare Conference hosted by Foundations Recovery Network. What we all learn in life is that wisdom is where we are wise enough to find it. I think you will find it here. Please lend this conversation an open mind, a warm heart, and a few moments of your time. Thank you. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Sober Guy Radio. We're coming live to you at the Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare Conference, sponsored by Foundations Recovery Network. We have some great guests lined up today. Can't wait to share with you. Thanks for tuning in today, and thank you for all your support, and thanks to Foundations for their support of Sober Guy Radio. We're going to talk about heroes in recovery today, and um, we're talking with Heidi Huerta, Heroes in Recovery Community Manager. And I want to read this quick, um, quick, almost mission statement on why Heroes in Recovery got started. It says, according to Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services, 20 million people needed substance abuse treatment last year and did not receive it. About 10 million Americans did not receive needed mental health care. The stigma associated with substance abuse and mental health disorders creates a significant barrier to individuals and families seeking help. Foundations Recovery Network and the widespread community of those who are in recovery from addiction and co-occurring disorders would like to help break this stigma. And as many of you know, that's what Sober Guy Radio is about too, is about helping to break the stigma and bring awareness to alcoholism and addiction. Now, Heidi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're such a sweetheart. You've been very inviting and very welcoming, and I'm really glad to be in Nashville. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how how you got started in working with foundations and and being uh, the community manager for Heroes in Recovery. I generally, I, I enjoy volunteering. I'm very huge about community as a part of what makes me happy and I'm I volunteer quite a bit and I, I run not very fast but yeah. I do enjoy running and in 2012 I began training a group of women who are going who were going through treatment for co-occurring disorders for a 6k run oh, so, wow. so I was training the women and in Nashville it's the next door uh-huh. in preparation for the heroes and recovery 6k at the time I was not working for foundations but working with the women training them to accomplish and achieve a goal that yeah. they were they were training for and thought that wasn't possible because of what they were experiencing going through uh, treatment and just seeing them finish that race on race day after eight weeks of training yeah. I got to know the women got to hear their stories got to talk to them about what they were experiencing and it's very fulfilling for me because I think whether we're we have a background with addiction or not we're all in recovery from something yeah. and you can really relate so that was my introduction to heroes because it was in preparation for the home race here in Nashville I did that for two years and then did find out about the community manager position at heroes in recovery and it was a perfect fit for what I was looking for at that yeah. time in my life so I've been with 
Heroes in Recovery, and it's been three years. It was three years in May, and I Congrats. love the work that I do. Thank you. And the people that I meet yeah. is really, it is all about community. It's, uh, it's funny how things in our lives, uh, they work out just like they're supposed to. And I just apply that to you finding the position after already doing it. It's almost, uh, and we just talked about this on one of the previous uh, shows we just did, about how things find us sometimes. We don't even need to search for them. They will, if, if, we, if we allow those, those um, you know, that positivity, that force um, of faith or the universe, whatever you want to call it, in, Sometimes it just falls right into place. You just have to put it out there and be open. And I do, my family does have a history of addiction. My grandfather was an alcoholic and we did grow up experiencing his alcoholism and impacted us in very different ways. And yes, I am tied to the cause, maybe not personally, directly as far as me being in recovery, but I can relate to it. Well, yeah, and that that was actually one of the questions I had for you, your your passion behind it. So there is some ties there in the family, but also it sounds like um, being able to work directly with with women um, specifically and get to know them and get to know about their, you know, their families. I'm sure a lot of them have kids and they're going through things in their lives and you're kind of an advocate and a voice for that and stand beside them and letting them know that, hey, there's there's help here and it's it's okay. And so let's get into um, exactly explain what re, uh, what Heroes in Recovery is and how it works. So the movement itself, as you mentioned, is focused on breaking the stigma associated with addiction and mental health issues by having those conversations that are difficult. Just talking mm. about it, the more we talk about it, the more comfortable people are telling their story, but also hearing it and hopefully understanding where someone else is coming from. So our stories, we have over 1,200 on Heroes in Recovery right now, and those are primarily cultivated through our advocates. We have Heroes in Recovery lead advocates who are in recovery themselves or families that, that they're tied to it with a, yeah. a parent, a child. But they their authentic self in their recovery is... is is actually engaging on a daily basis, talking about recovery, talking about stories, but encouraging others to have that voice. Uh, we need to have those those stories on our site so someone can become comfortable with it. And the more the more we hear it, the more the whole community. I mean, the, I keep yeah. saying community, but the whole world, in fact, yeah. um, can understand what this disease is. That it's not oh, it's not a choice. And a yeah. lot of people don't understand that. Why can you know family members saying why couldn't you get your loved one to stop drinking or using? Yeah. Don't tell me they didn't want to, you know, but just it's, it's difficult to understand that. It's it's very difficult. And I love, uh, I love the story format because I don't, I don't care what you're going through in life or what you've been through. Everyone can always relate to a story. And I always found it ironic. Um, you know, I was in treatment myself back in 2013 and a lot of group therapy. Mm -hmm. And so it was always, it was always amazing to me to sit in a group with really 30 other strangers and all of us have something in common, whether different ethnicities or different professional backgrounds or whatever it was, different uh, family backgrounds, um, we helped each other. And so with Heroes in Recovery, those stories on there, this is what I'm getting at, is when someone goes on there and actually can read a story and go, oh, wow, that is my exact story right there. I mean, that's got to make a huge impact. Just uh, there's a way of bonding when someone is vulnerable and you're, Mm -hmm. you're invited to that vulnerability, there's just a bond that's there because you learn something very special about that person. Um, and yes, there are, I have many times had someone tell me that I am reading my story 
Thank yeah. you for posting this. Thank you for, and actually there are family members uh, of the advocates who have sought treatment because they felt like, okay, this is not just me. I'm okay that there is help out there. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and to, to kind of touch on that, the feeling of um, not, not feeling alone because that was that was such a huge thing i i would always hear um, others talk about it and experiencing it myself you feel so alone and especially when you get real deep into the into the addiction part of it um the depression anxiety uh you start to isolate and um and it's just so good that events like this um you know here's in recovery there's all and technology is evolving too i mean look we're doing a podcast right now and this <laughs> right. thing um is a great resource as well. So there's a, more awareness being brought to it. And, um, you know, especially with the live events, let's talk a little bit about that now. So we, we, we do some, uh, what, 5K, 6K, all Actually, kinds of stuff. Actually, it's a 6K. So I was about okay. to say that. So a platform we have with Heroes in Recovery to raise awareness are our Heroes in Recovery 6K run walk events. And most races are 5K, the shorter distance of 5K, which is yeah. 3.1 miles. But the 6K is 3.728 miles, and I love it when people ask, why a 6K? Several yeah. reasons. The one, there are six letters in Wait, heroes. Can, can I ask? Yes. Why a 6K? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I why'd did. you ask me that? <laughs> All right. Well, it, this extra kilometer on race day is symbolic of the extra distance gone every day in recovery. Oh, nice. So it has a nice touch with that. And then also with heroes, there are six letters in heroes. One kilometer, you see the H. Two, second kilometer, see the E. So along the way, you can see the letters yeah. spelled out heroes and keep you going. Yeah. But again, going back to community, it's just a community of runners celebrating, uh, celebrating recovery, celebrating running, celebrating healthy living. And the beautiful thing, again, having said, I, I do, I have done my fair share of 5Ks and different yeah. runs, is just when someone does come to run because it's a 6K, because it's different. They don't know going there what the movement is about, but yeah. when you are able to educate them and tell them what it's about and that they're a part of it, and seeing that light bulb go off is beautiful because oh, it's yeah. personalizing it. Again, you're seeing and feeling and touching and seeing this This is a sober community right here and yeah. you're part of it. So Well, and, and, and we have a lot of listeners around the country, so where, where are some of these um, these 6Ks take place at? Where do some of them? Um, we, we started, I'm going to go chronologically, we have in Palm Springs, Fort Lauderdale, Charlotte, North Carolina, Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, which Leaper's Fork is a suburb of Nashville. It's a very beautiful, it's out in the country. Um, San Diego, Malibu, uh, where else have we got? Orange County? Yeah, Orange County, yeah, yes. I, was say, I, I have to say Orange one. County. And that one, I mean, I, I'm from Florida, but have yeah. lived in Nashville. That view is incredible. Just there's California is, oh, yeah. is beautiful. It's, uh, it's nice out there. And so for each city where we do want to have the giving back component, which is huge, is we, we designate a, a local nonprofit in each city to be the benefiting charity of those 6Ks. And they, it is tied to our mission of recovery. So nice. for example, as I mentioned in Nashville, the next door is our local charity. So they, they're this, they've been with us six years now. Um, so again, we wanna make it local. We want to emphasize yeah. the giving back. And so in other words too, when you're, going into, when you're going into these different cities to do the 6Ks, it sounds like there's a lot of community involvement within, which mm -hmm. is great for support within the community because I, I think um, no matter what the subject is, when you're when you're looking at it from a local standpoint, that's really the nucleus of where it starts. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, what um, if there's someone listening out there that 
maybe they're struggling. Maybe they're in that spot where they don't know how to reach out. They feel like there's no hope. Maybe they have a family member, too, who's going through it. What advice would you give them, Heidi? I would say, well, ask for help. Reach out. Yeah. Do research eat more easily. Go to heroesandrecovery.com. We have uh, access to guiding someone. And it, we are a part of Foundations Recovery Network. Yeah. We have that as a, as a resource. And if foundations can't place you in one of our facilities, that is why we are a network. We will we will guide you to where you need help for, for specific needs, be it insurance or what the, the problem is in itself. And we can help identify that. But just, just knowing that there is somewhere to go is, yeah. is huge because it's intimidating. I mean, that's, that's sure. why there are heroes, that, that having the courage to ask for help. That's hard for anybody to do because you think you want it, you can do it on your own. I can do it on my own, but no, it's there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up too because uh, I I remember that so like it was yesterday. Just that feeling of well, I'm not as bad as that guy or that guy. <laughs> I'm doing I'm I'm just fine. I got it. But the the e- letting the ego and the pride down and mm-hmm. saying like. Yes, I'm a man. I think I'm strong or I'm a woman. I think I'm a strong woman, whatever the case is. And just saying I need help. It was literally the biggest weight off of my shoulders that I've ever felt in my life. Like once I even though I knew that it was going to be a battle, a lifelong battle after that, um, you know, but with right, the right resources and support around, I mean, there's always hope. You're not alone throughout the process not just going and getting help but yeah. afterwards once yeah. you once you're going along you have somebody beside you, you always have somebody you can reach out to yeah so Heidi if someone out there wants to share their story on heroes in recovery how do they do that go to heroesinrecovery.com and it's a button right there it says share your story but the important thing is think of how you can help somebody else by sharing your story not so much oh did you know John D did this or that that's that's an important part, but yeah. someone that's reading it, think of who is reading it and what, how you can help them find the courage to seek treatment. Or it doesn't even have to be treatment, just ask for help. Yeah. And it can be for addiction, mental health uh, issues, whichever. But there is an option. You can answer a questionnaire or you can do a free writing and just copy-paste a Word document. Um, and that will come to that will come to me. We send it to our editors, so you don't have to be a professional writer. Right. We send it to our editors for grammatical corrections and to tighten it up. Got it. And then we do post it on our website. Well, and like you pointed out earlier when we talked, uh, you never know who's going to hear your story that has the exact same story or right. darn close to it. Right. So there's a bond, as I yeah. said. There's a bond there. Well, Heidi, thanks for joining us in Nashville at Innovations in Behavioral Healthcare. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information or to join the Sober Guy, Sober Girl community, go to www.thatsoberguy.com. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.